welcome to another episode of Block Talk, presented by Theatre in the Now. I'm your host, as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Audible, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, or Stitcher, so you never miss an episode and leave a five-star review while you're there. And as always, follow me on Instagram at MichaelBlockTalk, on Twitter at BlockTalkNYC, and visit theaterinthenow.com for latest news, reviews, and interviews. Everyone needs a side hustle, and some shady hoes might say this podcast is mine. Whether you need to drag Olivia Pope, an exercising exorcist, or a filler queen to make people believe you're not single and lonely, the queens have you covered. RuPaul made her all-stars film side hustle commercials, and all I gotta say is, fix it, bitch. It's time to talk all things all-stars six, and joining me is my favorite side hustle, Rigatoni. Hello! Hi! How are you? I'm hanging in there. I'm doing so much better now seeing you. It's been a while. Yeah, it's uh, two years. And that's yeah, like, uh, like yeah. Yeah, uh, I mean, I did, I, I have I saw you um, do some digital things th- right. during the, the COVID times. But yeah, I haven't had a full conversation with you in a long time. It's been a while. Um, yeah, the things are standard i guess as i want to say <laughs> I, like yeah that towards like the last like year and a half like yeah it's digital stuff if you saw my instagram story that's like the be all end all of what i was up to <laughs> yeah yeah I, I basically the same for me i mean i i like to say that instagram isn't like the full extent of my life but honestly it is um instagram story you're only getting half the stuff <laughs> right yeah no being stuck inside still being fully unable to walk like i there's nothing for me to post about aside from like, you know, the occasional time I'm able to go out to dinner and have a drink, but yeah, I'm, I, everyone else is going out and having fun and I'm like, I want to play too. I have FOMO. Oh, soon, soon. Hopefully I have my doc second doctor's appointment on Thursday. Hopefully she'll decide if I'm going to get another shot or if we're going to go right to surgery. So we'll see. We'll see what's going on. Well, yeah. How, how have you been enjoying, um, 2021 and the fifth iteration of Drag Race that RuPaul and World of Wonder has given us? Um, I think I'm just starting to zone out when RuPaul announces new things. I'm like, I don't know. I think, I feel like I was almost spoiled having breaks in between seasons that now in right. comparison when people are like, oh, we're getting spoiled. We're getting things left and right. I'm like, no, no, no. It's like the opposite. It's like, right. I can't, I've watched, I haven't like touched Spain. Um, a lot of I feel like other pro- projects of theirs are falling off the map for me because I'm just like I'll get to it some other point because now it's all like I'm streaming right so he, he, here's my thing is usually like the quote-unquote off season is when I can post my other episodes of the podcast and have a lot of fun I can't do any of that I'm already doing like three episodes a week and no one's listening so episode we, we got to calm it down but speaking of things being announced I guess I have some drag news of the week are you ready yeah let's hear it it's been announced. Drag Race Italia. I have an announcement. <laughs> I have been cast for Drag Race Italia. <laughs> Absolutely. Rigatoni. Um, so it's going to be similar to Canada where it's not a singular host. It is a team of three host judges, which that. include Chiara Francini, uh, the drag queen Priscilla, and 
Tommaso Zorzi. And he's the one that we need to keep a little eye on because he is a um, gay reality star. He won Big Brother there and won like their ultimate Big Brother type thing. But he apparently has a history of biphobia and racism. That's just Italy. So, yeah. I don't want to say like that's just Italy, but. <laughs> right. So, um, I know there are a lot of people who are like upset about his in- inclusion, but um, right. I guess World of Wonder went for the fame as opposed to the morality. What is he known for? Big Brother, a reality right. star. I'm so sorry you just said that. Yeah. Um, um, I mean, it's certainly nothing to overlook. Um, I think it's certainly a choice for. World of Wonder has been full of choices lately, right? So, like, yeah. From the 3 a.m. episode launch to this to, um, you know, we could probably name a few other things. I well, I mean, when, when it comes to the racism, I mean, obviously we saw Scarlett Adams on Down Under just get a slap on the wrist. Um, so World of Wonder on the wrist. She went to the top four. She just got spanked on the butt. And was like, and she's like, ooh. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, honestly, it's probably what she likes. Just so everyone remembers, Scarlett Adams is on OnlyFans. Um that's how she getting her money right now because she def- definitely will not be getting booked so also the diversity uh, of content <laughs> exactly but yeah i mean i feel like the sh- that the company really doesn't care and i know australia has their own issues of you know their um history of not treating um indigenous people so well um mm-hmm. i watched australia the movie last night and i was like damn Australia's they they damn, damn fucked up yeah Baz Luhrmann, where um nicole kidman the australian plays a british woman made no sense but um, Hugh Jackman's in it, and he 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 says "all cranky" about like three times. Is that a racial slur towards Australia? No, it's just like what um, uh, Steve Irwin and Crocodile Hunter used to do. Right, right, right. So I didn't realize it's an actual thing people say. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I mean, Drag Race Italia. I think it's coming in November. Is when the release is supposed to be. Um, good for them. Again, it's great that we're bringing queer visibility to the mainstream. But damn, it's a lot. Right. So there's no like place certainly for any sort of like platforming of racists or known racists at this point, especially if, you know, just the show and the judges get announced and everyone's like, you know, maybe not that person. Um, I think there should be some accountability there, but I think yeah. what could then be that aside, I think whatever Italy's going to produce culturally and bring into the drag scene to that world platform that is now being set up is going to be probably as beautiful as what Spain's been putting out, which despite it's, not watching it, it's just been awesome. Yeah. And that's, that's what I keep telling people is like, find the time, watch Espana. It is so cool just to even like learn their culture as mm-hmm. in addition to how they do drag. Um, I think there's only two episodes left, so we're, we're getting to the end already for Espana, but yeah, it's, it's, it's been a really cool journey and I wish Italy all the luck, but it's probably going to get lost in the shovel because I'm sure we're going to get um, Canada soon. We're going to get Holland soon. We're going to get um, UK three already because they're back to their I normal schedule. That was an announcement I wasn't expecting anytime soon. Was yeah. UK. Well, they, I knew they wanted to get back to their normal schedule because obviously they had to push uh, the second season to this year because of COVID filming. Um, but yeah. And then the international all-stars and then, you know, early the winter season um queen of the universe there's a lot there's a lot rupaul's fracking the media sure is 
Um, other fun announcement is so the other day, uh, my the recap that I did with Scouts Honor um, got a lot oh. of listens, and I don't know why it scared me a little bit. Uh, so I did like a little like a Google search to make sure that like I didn't say something really bad, and then it went viral on Reddit. Um, <laughs> didn't find that. Still very possible because um, I did call out Alyssa Summers, and I mean, who the fuck is Alyssa Summers? But um, what I did discover through my Google search is. Block Talk is available on Audible also. So there's another place you can find Block Talk. So yay. yay, Audible. So before we dive into episode three, let's talk about um, the little television program that World of Wonder and um, Paramount Plus put out last week um, called Dragging the Classics, The Brady Bunch. I... I'm on the same boat as everybody where I don't understand why Jan wasn't in that. Uh, right. I mean, fire her entire team for not getting her that gig. Um, that being said, is this confirmation that Kylie's unique love wins? I don't know. It could. I don't think it's, mm, I don't think it's confirmation that she wins, but there's certainly been um, a nice spotlight casted on her. I think if she is looking for like sort of a redemption and that reflame of her career, we're seeing yeah. it in real time, um, which I think is really exciting. And also just seeing, you know, a trans person do a Brady Bunch special, which was like very to the book of like a Brady Bunch special. And just it like being that role was super, uh, and a starring role was really- magical. Right, and it, it, it wasn't, I thought it was gonna be like more ensemble based, but it really was the Jan um, Brady show. I thought it was gonna be super kitschy. I thought it was gonna be like Drag Race takes you know, right. uh, or they said like dragging up the classics. Um, I believe it's like the little like, are they yeah. doing more than just the Brady Bunch? Is that what's to be understood? I can't confirm that, but I know someone who did work on this production and I was like messaging him a little bit. He's like, well, just look at other um, uh, uh, properties that Viacom owns. And I started looking as like, oh, we have possibilities here. So I'm not going to say okay. no, but I think they're going to. Are we going to get a drag Gilligan's Island? Because that's all I really need. Is like... I don't, I'm don't. i not sure about Gilligan's Island. Um, I was looking at some options. Like I know like Mary Tyler Moore is in Viacom World. Uh, Laverne and Shirley is in Viacom World. Cheers. Um, I know that I would love to see the facts of life, though I know that's not part of Viacom. Mm-hmm. Um, if you went to my Instagram last week, I had cast it already. Um, are you familiar with the, uh, the facts of life? No, not really. It's a cute show. So Mrs. Garrett, who's like the uh, the den mother of the girls at this um, boarding school. Oh, yeah, I was gonna, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm going to cast uh, Mrs. Kasha Davis there because we need Mrs. Right. Kasha Davis in our life. Uh, she also um, shared my post, so I appreciate that. Um, playing the role of Blair, the um, blonde snooty girl, I would put Trixie Mattel. And not Blair. Um, <laughs> exactly. No, we need Trixie. She's a big name. Uh, Natalie, who's like the big smart girl, um, we'll put Eureka there. Um, Joe, the biker chick, who's, you know, the lesbian, uh, we'll put Gottmik. And then Tootie, who everyone knows from um, Kim Fields, who was also on Real Housewives of Atlanta, uh, that will be played by Simone, obviously. So there, there you go. Whoever wants to drag up that classic, I gave it to you. You can give me a commission um, residuals. I'll take it. <laughs> I'm ready to go. But yeah. Um, Brady Bunch, were you a fan of the Brady Bunch prior to this? Did you see yeah, the Brady yeah, Bunch? Yeah. I watched a lot of it growing up. Um, just one of those like TV land classics, you know, that was always on loop. Yeah. So, um, 
can't say I've seen all of it. I've seen definitely a big, big chunk of it. Um, and I think they did it really well in terms of like keeping it to the Brady Bunch. But like I said, I thought it was going to be like a much more dragged up style. So right. Like a Brady Bunch episode featuring drag race cast members. I was like, Bendel at a drag. Mm-hmm. What did you think? Do you think she liked that decision? Do you think she like wanted to be one of the sisters or do you think she was just like, no, I'll play one of the boys. Like, I, I think it was one of those things where they wanted to include her and she had done um, her snatch game so well that they're like, you can do a guy. You're, you're good at that. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I think Bianca was very well cast. Bianca did, I think very, very well. Um Whatever Nina West got to do, she she did well because she's very silly and campy. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I was watching this and I was like, well, I can confirm that Kylie Sonique Love is not going to win any acting challenges on All Star 6 because um, some of those line readings were a little rough. Yeah, it was definitely, um, it had a cadence to it that was, uh, yeah. that was, I think, awkward for some of them. Certainly. She was playing it really straight as opposed to campy. Yeah. And that's what I was like looking for the whole thing. Like she was very much playing Jan. She wasn't playing yeah. like Kylie plays Jan. Um, right. She definitely just like binged a like F ton of Brady Bunch beforehand and was just like, I know this character now. And yeah. then like, because I, I was expecting it to be more like the Brady Bunch movie where, I mean, that, that Jan is that brilliant. Is- <laughs> yeah. Um, obviously, RuPaul was in the movie as well. RuPaul had a couple lines. Poor Michelle Visage. Does she have one thing to say? Literally one line? Um, I know she got scolded for being yeah. a bad store clerk. <laughs> it, it was one of those things where it's like Michelle and Rue were probably in the building filming season 14 or like whatever. And they're like, come do this. And that's all they needed them to do. Can you imagine they're like, I'm picturing like a lot next to the same lot. They like go out one door into the other and they're like, yeah, okay, we're going to film the Brady Bunch. And we're like, okay, we have a call time for like Drag Race of Five. Bye. Literally. Um, yeah, it was, it was really interesting. I think Shay and Candy were barely there. And when they were there, it was fine. Um, and then the cameos from all the Brady kids. That was cute. Yeah, I love who they decided to recast and who they decided to not recast in this. <laughs> yeah, it made very, very no sense. Maybe it was a scheduling thing, but no, it was definitely uh, um, something to watch uh, that was br- brought some joy. I, If I'm going to watch it again, I'm going to do it while on an edible, because um, yes. I think that would bring a different experience, but... Um, agree with you and i think that scene where they replaced the armoire with the really big one and had candy try to jump up and get the thing off the top <laughs> would hit yeah 10 times better if i was high yeah for it. yeah i and and you know what doing it all on green screen obviously there were a couple, there was one moment where candy's head got di- like completely disappeared i was like you guys didn't even edit that properly come on no, we need to talk about the green screen because the opening scene when Kylie walks in, you see her like put one foot on the stair, but it's like not on the stair. And yeah. it's just like such a juxtaposition because like nothing in the background seems lifelike and she's just like propped up in front of it. Maybe, yeah. you know, it was just them not setting up Kylie well to <laughs> fill in that yeah. role as much as she was just kind of like, like sticking out. Yeah. Well, it definitely role. was a whole episode. Yeah. She what it, it really that's why I'm like is this the is Kylie going to win because they really wanted us to know Kylie but um, I, at the end of the day I think this was a really cool thing to you know have the queer 
young audience get to see the Brady Bunch because maybe they didn't get, haven't been able to watch the Brady Bunch because it's not on Nick and I anymore. They they show the classics, which is like Two and a Half Men. I'm like, that's not a classic. <laughs> not a classic, please. Um, but I I'm always I'm a huge sitcom person. Um, I think if they could have done anything better, they could have put the laugh track in a little more prominently. But mm-hmm. otherwise, you know, it was cute. It was it was fun. They could have. I think there's a lot of things that like they could have done with it, including like sure. making it a little bit longer, taking a story that didn't revolve around like wearing a wig to fit into a party, which was like topical to a drag queen, but like yeah, not like the kitschiest, funniest thing. And I like like you said, um, lost my train of thought. I'm not even high. Um, <laughs> all in all, I think it was great. Yeah. Well, let's move into episode three of All Star Six. Um, I'm enjoying it mostly so far. How how are you feeling about All Stars? I like it. I think it's one of those really cool casts where I think everyone's been saying since like the cast announcements, there's not like a real front runner. There's like a handful of front runners. Yeah. Um, and you know, without getting too much into it, but like who was in the bottom this week really shook things up because you had a lot of heavy mm-hmm. hitters right there. Um, <laughs> even like breaking up the teams. So like. I think they're doing something cool that it's just like would be a lot more fun if we weren't so oversaturated with drag race already. Exactly. Exactly. That that's how I feel. Um, Cause they're like, we, we haven't even let Simone live as a winner. Right. She hasn't even like had her time, but yeah, th- it's been a really interesting season. Cause again, I've been very highly critical of this cast and calling it some stars. Cause yeah, the, the choices. Um, but you got to host a viewing party for this episode. How was that? Yes, I did. It was really fun. I got to host it at Trade Bar here in DC. It's one of my favorite bars. It was the first gay bar I ever went to. And they have had a really hard time getting rid of me since. Um, I show up at least five days a week and just loiter. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it was awesome that they allowed me to host the episode this week. They always change it up um, every week with hosts. But the crowd was super engaged. We got to play some prizes. And... Um, we all got to experience a emergency tornado alert on our phones in the middle of the episode. Who thought that DC could get <laughs> tornadoes? Um, right. But now me and Scout have a running joke of making a t-shirt that says, I survived the DC tornado warning at Rigatoni's viewing party. So there seems to be there a you go. I might make those shirts happen. <laughs> you should. You definitely, definitely should. That's funny. All right. Let's 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 go through the things that happened. <laughs> so it's after the elimination. Uh, Raja cannot believe she won. Well, tied. Let's be honest, Raja, you tied. Uh, but she won $25,000, which is more money than she probably got on her first season. Which is wild. Yeah. Like, it, these cash tips are life-changing to small folks. They really are. Because um, I think she tweeted out that like she only spent like $2,000 for her looks. So like she already made a profit. She made a profit, though, already. Good for her. Yeah. Well, she shows it herself, so she's good. That's... She's fine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I forgot about the freaking talent show. She probably could have made her whole package in like a weekend. <laughs> right? Well, they mourn the loss of Jiggly, and Raja says that it would not have been right to pick Yara based on track record, which was only based on two episodes, though mm-hmm. I'm fully convinced that they're basing it on, you know, previous seasons as well. But it is time to pull the lipsticks out. The results are nine for Jiggly, two for Yada. 
Ginger starts to cry as she knows Jiggly will see it. Uh, she feels like she betrayed her friend, but Yada des- deserves to be there based on what they've seen so far. How did you feel about Ginger's emotions in this moment? Um, smart on her for trying to save her own ass in that moment. No, yes. 10 months from now that it was going to be on TV. Yes. Um, I feel like there was like sentiments from this from Trinity uh, K. Bonet, this episode where it's kind of like, you got to watch these girls. You got to watch the conversations. You got to watch how mm-hmm. they're acting because they're not just playing like track record. And I think you're right. I think people are also playing from past seasons as well. Um, and, you know, we can get into it more, but the kind of like sentiment arc of uh, Silky this week was how she was perceived all last time that she was on the show. So it's totally fair right. that girls would come into this season and be like, oh, I, you know, people might not love that. I better like apologize for it now. Yeah. I mean, that, and that's the thing that a lot of viewers forget is this is a reality show and there are other stakes aside from like being a character on a reality show. Ginger's gone through this twice already. She went through it where she was viewed as a villain. She went through it where she was viewed as terrible. She knows how people are going to view it. So she wants to come off as a good person. So she's going to make sure everyone around her, plus the people she actually cares about, know she's aware of what she's doing. Right. And like, that's the thing too. Like, was she that much of a villain on season seven? I mean, like Violet and Pearl were like, not to say like bitches, but they like didn't have like the most like malleable personalities. Right. And like she did turn into a mega fan favorite. There was a lot of hype when she got on All Stars 2. Mm-hmm. So more so just like she gave a disappointing performance. I think for anything, right. it's like retribution in her own right to I think with a lot of all-stars girls as well, just to like try to quote unquote write their own story and like do yeah. it different this time and show the, us different something this time. And it, you said that you're like, you can try and do that, but the producers are going to show us whatever they want. Exactly. They, they need to have a story. And if your story is not working, you're either getting edited out or you're going to have some lines that are going to be misquoted. But tears get the story. So, you know, when it's you true. cry over someone leaving, the spotlight's mm-hmm. going to be on you. Or when you raise your hand and admit that you voted for Yara Sophia. Um, Trinity raises her hand, admits that she voted for Yara, and, and Yara knew it. Um, she says that she was impressed with Jiggly a little bit more because from the beginning of the challenge, she worked on her costume with all the insecurities of knowing how to sew. And she struggled a bit, but Yara whipped her shit out. And Kylie Sonique Love is not buying this shit. Um, she knows that Yara was picked her the first week. Trinity is like, no, 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 no. She's just not on the same page as her. Good for Kylie calling this shit out, not just in confessional, but in the room. Because, again, you have to have uh, a little bit of gumption to be able to call out the bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, did you buy Yara's, uh, uh, Trinity's excuse? I think they're, like, it's not so much like buying the excuse. I understand the sentiment of where she's coming from. Yeah. Like, a second vote to Yara after nine to Jiggly did not break any camel's back. Sure, it's, like, slightly offensive to Yara, but when you're only given two choices and you see someone who goofed around the entire time, you know, and then someone who really seemed to, like, not that Yara doesn't, but really seemed to have a stake in it and gave it their all despite it being, like, something, like Trinity said, uh, um, something that she was very self-conscious about, I give her that credit because, you know, like, she thought on her own. She made that decision herself. And yes, Kylie could have called that bullshit out and said, you know, Yara voted for you last week, which is very much true. But I think there's still some like, there's 
thoughtfulness behind Trinity that I'm really getting behind this season where Mm -hmm. she is a candid and sentimental person and she gets that out, but it's all very level-headed. So when she said that and she was like, I saw her work hard. I was like, you know what? Good for you. You're right. Like if I saw someone work hard, I would want to send them home. It's, it's really fun for me for all-star seasons because as a super fan of survivor, it's very much, you have to have that mind. And in like, if this were to be survivor, Trinity's gone next week. She gets voted out by the rest of the tribe because she's not on the same page and she's aware of that. She knows she's not on the same page and she Mm -hmm. now has to figure out, okay, how can I assimilate back in and figure out why I'm not on the same page? Um, And again, as she said in the first episode, she doesn't have these girls' phone numbers. She doesn't hang out with them. She is playing the game the way she's viewing the game as while they're playing the social game. And yeah, All Stars isn't just about what you do on stage and the challenges. It's a game about challenges and everyone is watching how you move and who you're laughing with. And now everyone will be looking at Trinity. Yeah, definitely. I'm also super curious to see Yara put that outfit together, though. There was a ton of detail on that thing, and it came out of nowhere. From what they showed, they showed her lollygagging <laughs> for a day and then just just in a stone gown on the runway. Listen, here, here, so something similar kind of happened on Drag Race España this week where someone made their runway look in the day. Mm-hmm. And I was like, show me the fucking footage before that happens because I don't fucking believe it. Um, right. Did she take like, I don't know, like, do they make like E6000 spray and like do the front and just like throw right. stones and glitter at it? Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I need to see the footage. They're, obviously it's there, but I agree. I was like, that, something seems fishy, but it's a new day, day. The queens walk in. They're all carrying bags. That seems to be a new trend. Are they like bringing their stuff home with them? What, 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 what's in the bags? I don't remember any queens bringing bags before. Water bottles, poppers, maybe some M&Ms. Yeah. I think there's like, and I think it's stupid. I think there's a little more pressure to like turn, quote unquote, like a look for yeah. um, the... I guess in between scenes, the boys scenes, I think Eureka walked in in like a very cute pastel jumpsuit. Mm-hmm. Um, we had Valentina last season who was like um, Prada, Prada, like Zara. Oh, and this is just Gucci. And it was like, you know, like little yeah. things like that where I think um, maybe it could have been a bag trend. Maybe they, I don't think anyone's bringing anything home with them. They have no idea what's going on this week yet. <laughs> right yeah so it was just for me what i was just clocking is like i don't remember bag, so many bag, bags bag. yeah but ready silky is ready to shine raja wipes away jilly's message before the top 11 talk silky wants the challenge to be them getting pamphlets and going around the community like jehovah's witnesses spread the gospel of ruhova witnesses oh boy would you spread the gospel of drag in DC. Is that something you would like to go out and do? I do spread the gospel of drag in DC. That's already something I do. I love that suggestion because I really just pictured all the contestants in like khakis and white button ups, similar to the <laughs> season 11 kind of like twerking challenge with the yeah. police, but they were just like knocking on random doors or even the mini challenge where it was like trying to get into the VIP section. I wanted something yeah. like that. I'm like, actually try to like, or when they did like the stand church. I was like, give me something mm-hmm. where they actually have to like really sell you on Drag Race. You have to get like nobody yeah. who don't watch it and try to get them on board. I think that was well, really even like fun. what I think it was season two with the pole dancing and having the audience try to tip them whoever made more money. That was fun. Go back <laughs> to that. Obviously, COVID is a restriction. Um, was it? Yeah, it was like yeah, or they're getting people into the bar and then they had to tip them as well. 
Um, they did like a whole yeah. like live venue. It was a whole tour. exactly. But I think that should be a thing that they bring back. Well, Rue arrives with that pussy bow in a very floral suit. She's here to announce the Maxi Challenge, but before that, she straight up lies to the queens and says she keeps her beauty license up to date because you never know when someone will need a pressing curl. When was the last time RuPaul did anything to anybody else, even her face? Didn't Ru get dragged for the same exact thing by Dolly Parton the other day? There was Probably. Like, there was an interview that came out and they were like, and the interviewer asked, like, do you stay ready? And Ru was like, no, like, I like to get out of all that drag stuff. And Dolly Parton was like, nope, like, I'm the yeah. same in the streets as home. You're always going to see me in a wig done up, like, and that's what makes me a star or something like that. Yeah. Bitch, RuPaul doesn't even know how to turn a curling iron on. What hair? What hair? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the Maxi Challenge will be the queens working in teams to sell a side hustle. To divide into teams, they have to line up from shortest to tallest. Bitch, what kind of fuckery is this? I loved it. I really loved it. I thought it was so arbitrary and stupid. Yeah. And then it just told you, like, like Ginger's the shortest. Like, that was it. Right. Well, and when we know from her telling us before, she is 5'3". Um, and I believe Eureka is 6'4". So that's how that would work out. With, with, based on height, which team would you end up being on? Well, I um, am, like, an honest 5'11 and 3 quarters. Um, uh-huh, uh-huh. So probably somewhere in the middle. I know Eureka's tall as shit. Maybe right around Kylie. Um, mm-hmm. I must say the Stormtrooper boots and her fat ass in those jeans was giving me, and the crop yeah. top was all the life in that scene. So you would be an exorcist is what and it would end up being. Yes, by general trade and height. Exactly. <laughs> so the maxi challenge will be the queens working in teams to sell this hide. Uh, side hustle. Team one is Ginger, Akira, Jan, and Silky, who will be providing a rent-a-queen service when someone needs a stranger to fill in uh, for a special occasion. Team two is Trinity, Pandora, Yada, and Raja, who will be drag fixers. Think Olivia Pope. And team three is Kylie, Scarlet, and Eureka, who will be drag exorcists. Um, if you got to pick one of the side hustles, which one would you have wanted? Drag exorcist. Yeah. It's, it was, it's, fun it, it already wrote itself you've seen like the scary movies right of i was like oh, yeah. on the trade microphone like your mother sucks cocks in hell <laughs> yeah yeah that's funny um they will be directed by rue's favorite hustlers michelle massage and ross matthews okay Cute. the hilarious ross matthews the hilarious ross matthews okay it's time to start the side hustling pandora starts to timidly talk about her idea to the group um, she's like, fix it, bitch, uh, where they each had a line about something they need fixing, like meaty tucks. Fix it, bitch. Um, would you need to call them uh, for that problem? No, like Aquaria, I like it a little ballsy. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, why was Pandora so nervous to talk in her group? I don't know. She's done this before. Maybe it's yeah. just like a inserting yourself kind of thing. Um into such big personalities but i think she has as right of a stake at as anybody honestly one of the yeah. things i was doing this episode is that we're not getting a lot of pandora she very much is like seeped into the background she's doing well I'm, I'll, I'll spoil it now that i think she should have won the week that was my opinion she should have been the winner of the week but we'll we'll get into that i mean i the the reason why she didn't is a fucking runway but we'll we'll definitely dive into that but yeah pandora's like the granny of the season she is the oldest but she's good at what she does 
Oh yeah, definitely. Pandora has made commercials for a local television station in Rochester. So let's shout out Scouts Honor and the Garbage Plate, uh, the other famous things from Rochester. Garbage. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Have you ever experienced a garbage plate? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I've been all over the uh, state of New York. I went to college in Ithaca. Mm-hmm. And I was on the track team um, there at Ithaca College for two years. So we did a lot of traveling. Um, and I got to experience a garbage plate at a track meet. And they're sloppy and delicious. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Pandora wants to make their commercial cheesy, like a cheesy local commercial, and make them very campy. Um, they each need to fix a situation that will make people laugh, and they'll make them win. So Yara has her situation. Mm-hmm. And I quote, you have a problem farting on your dick because you are tucked too tight? Fix it, bitch. What? Is this I, a problem? I have never heard that before. I've never heard No, of neither have I. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Um, I was a little uncomfortable and also confused. Maybe it's a Puerto Rico thing? It could be. Maybe it's like a diet thing. Um, mm-hmm. I just have like, I've heard a lot of interesting and unique problems with tucking i've never heard about farting your tuck <laughs> yeah or let alone well, farting your tuck on a dick like <laughs> layers there there's layers there you gotta figure out <laughs> there 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 are a lot of layers um as trinity says yada is very eclectic very different very unpredictable she's worried that if she's not focused they'll all look bad raja wants to be the mediator as her side hustle um she wants to make sure trinity and yara okay Yara says they're over that shit. Uh, they're perfect. Um, but Trinity, she's like, <laughs> here's my thing. You're my teammate, and I want us to be better than these hoes. Let's be top or safe. Trinity is really good TV on this season. She's like, she's not going to just kowtow. She's going to tell you how it is, and I'm really appreciating it from her. Yeah, she is. She's been so authentic, and you can tell she's not, like, forcing anything out of herself. She's really just, right. like, how she feels even from the talent show when she was like uh i fucked up yep. like you know sinking into her chair in the talking head and that's another thing they've been doing a lot for her too is giving her a lot of those like talking head moments and she's been yep. a narrator but letting her explain herself has also been like huge for her this season there's a, a lot of this where i feel like they could have just been like this is the problem and then like kind of like shoved her voice aside but they're really uplifting her it's i i've been kind of re-watching season six and she had a very difficult challenge in season six because there were personalities on that season. And you had also three massive superstars in Adore, Bianca, and Courtney. And then you had Benda LaCreme. Then you had Milk. Then you had Laganja. And then you had Gia. Oh, and Trinity K. Bonet is also there. She had a very difficult season. So it's really cool to see her be able to be a little more free this time around. Absolutely. And I think that also comes down to what we were saying earlier. She doesn't have anyone's number. She doesn't have any phone. She's just here to play the game. So it's really like going back on what I said, a lot of girls want to change the narrative for themselves and how they did. Trinity has that space to this season. And she was one of those ones I was super excited about with the announcement because she could really show us anything that she's been working on. Absolutely. So Scarlet Envy's side hustle is not exercising because she thought arm curls were crunches. Beauty fades, dumb as forever. Um, they are going to exercise the demon with literal exercise. 
No demon is too big. Eureka wants to improvise and Kylie is like, no rehearsed dialogue question mark. And Eureka's like, no, if we're struggling, just play off each other. AKA improvising. Um, this makes Kylie a little bit overwhelmed and confused. She's a showgirl and she hasn't gotten to work on these kinds of skills for a while. This has, she, she's been out of the, this kind of game. How would you need to do this challenge? Would you need like a full on script or are you someone who could go off the cuff and improvise? I think I can certainly go off the cuff and, cuff and improvise, but like who wouldn't love the structure of a script? For people yeah. who don't find things like that, nature, like comedy, what she was saying by saying like, I'm a showgirl is that like, I don't do comedy. So it's going to be yeah. scary for her to do improv. Also, every time they say, she's like, I'm a showgirl, they immediately cut that same clip of her doing like the cartwheel back handspring. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, it's every time, like, I'm a showgirl, flip, flip, dip. Um, well, I mean, let, let's be honest. There was, there's not many clips from Sonique's season that you can actually show. And you're, they're not going to be showing the Christmas special. T, but also like in the past, they've shown some like social media clips and stuff. And I've certainly seen sure. a lot of like, Kylie came back on my radar before All-Stars because of mm -hmm. like, clips that she was putting performing and being just like half naked and really sexy all over Instagram. Yeah. Um, back to your question. I think I could definitely go improv off the cuff, but like the thing about that challenge is that like, the whole stage is set. You're just being like an exorcist. There's no, right. there's not many ways you can go wrong with that direction. And if right. you're not funny, Michelle and Ross are going to tell you, you're not being funny. Mm -hmm. It's true. Silky is happy with her group and thinks this is a top worthy group. This is what Ginger has been waiting for since she arrived. She is the actress of the season. They are doing Rent-A-Queen, and you can rent out for every situation. Um, they're spitballing some ideas, and you have this chintzy music playing behind them, which is foretelling that things are not going to be as good as they think it's going to be. Like, they're talking about bar mitzvahs and Thanksgiving and sticks of butter in a blender. Girl, focus. What is going on here? They were going all over the place. Put a what I curious say, put a turkey in my panties or put a turkey yeah. in my and watch me twerk. Um, I was like, what? Yeah, there was, I think, like Silky said, there's like, all right, if you want to play 40 characters in the fifth or like 14 characters each in a yeah. 40 minute segment, like go for it, but that's not going to work out. You got to refine it, you got to bring it down. Exactly. She is feeling like this is too much. She's going to play those multiple roles, even though she wants to keep it simple, stupid. On season 11, she says she was told not to be obnoxious and she took camera time. So this season, she's being a team player and she's going to make it work. As we know, I hate Silky Nameganosh. I hated her on season 11. And it's interesting um, to see the self-awareness of her this time around um, because it wasn't necessarily her choice to be the producer favorite and be pushed and shoved down our throats the way she was on season 11. So she's trying to avoid that. And I think it's kind of backfiring. It's very much backfiring. She has like reserved herself to a point where she doesn't have a voice. And yeah. I think that is, you know, back to my original point of people trying to like create their own narratives can very much be the thing that like sinks your ship in all stars. If you try to play too much to how you think something's going to be after it's done and not be there in that moment, and do the challenge as well. Yeah. Filming with Ross and Michelle time. Fic team fixers first. And before we dive in, is Raja 
wearing a riff off of her season 11 promo look. Like I looked at it and I was like, I've seen this before. Then the, I was like, wait, no, the colors are inverted. Does she have this in multiple like color pattern, like color blocking? She very well could. I see what you mean. I think it is inverted, which would, you know, maybe it was an idea for the redemption runway um, and she changed her mind. Maybe mm-hmm. she just likes the fit. Also, she's a seamstress, so maybe she just had, and it's like a tricolor piece. Maybe she just had like right. the same yards and just cut it up into a different way. Right. I because I was like, I this looks really polished. I've seen this before, and then I was like, oh, that's weird. I hated it then. Um, but the off-duty so drag queens, <laughs> the off-duty drag queens only know two ways to fix the situation: duct tape and super glue. It's important to Trinity to do well in this challenge because she struggled a lot with the acting challenges during season six. Cue the uh, Trinity, your back to the camera clip again. Um, the team is doing well, even though Pandora may not be looking in the right camera and Trinity needs to hang off those cliffs a bit more. Um, so Yada is having a little too much fun with her meaty talk. She can't laugh, but we are welcomed into Yada's world and Pandora has been living in it. Um, they had a really easy filming situation, it seems. Like, the, yeah, they threw us some, like, oh, curveball, look, they're not doing as great, but Michelle and Ross didn't have any problems, necessarily. Yeah, the main problem they highlighted was, like, the cliffhanger, and they were like, maybe yeah. shove your foot in a little more, um, or Yara not paying attention, but it seemed like they were trying to get, like, a Yara hasn't been paying attention the entire day. Exactly. So she's like, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sorry, that was just nervous. Like, which I think is hilarious. <laughs> there should, yeah. They should have just like mega cut her doing little voices like that and made it seem like she went on for like 30 minutes or yeah. something trying to get herself together. Yeah, she's she's insane. Well, it's the exercisers time. Um, they start in a gym which Ross is unfamiliar with. What is it? J E M Jim Jim Jim. Scarlett and Kylie are both decked out in boring black workout gear, but their hair is tinsel. They got the tinsel wigs in. Um, do, do you have a tinsel wig? I don't have a tinsel wig. <laughs> this is gonna. This is an, uh, an awkward observation, uh, but my mom was the type to get the kind of like tinsel inserts in her hair that get uh-huh. like in. Um, I liked it on her. I personally have never owned like a tinsel wig. <laughs> yeah, they're a trend. Um, so Scarlett says that it's three easy payments of your firstborn and Ross and Michelle are like, that's not possible. You can only have one firstborn. And like I said, beauty fades. I don't, I, I love Scarlett. I just don't think she was thinking properly when she was going for the joke. Comedy's hard and Scarlett's not a comedian. Yeah, for sure. Um, but like you can see her trying her best. And I think it was Eureka said, um, or Scarlett said, I mean, you're the director. If you say so, like, I'll change right. the line. Exactly. Eureka looked normal with vomit on herself. Ugh. It's time for her Oscar winning scene. Um, she is so in character. She broke the bed. Now, did WoW have a shitty headboard with a, like, a bad bed frame? Or is Eureka that out of control? As they say, how's your head board? <laughs> both she is that out of control um she was flailing on that thing 
Mm-hmm. Do I think World of Wonder bought a cheap headboard? Yeah, probably. Their warehouse of like, you know, those stage props is probably yeah. ridiculous. It's probably just and like they are props. Yeah, <laughs> right. Real. And Michelle, how, how many I how many headboards and uh, uh, bed frames have you broken in your lifetime? I haven't. Um, I mean, I've had ve- very, very cheap bed frames. The kind that like are those forks that click into each other. Uh huh. Those like collapse, but I've never broken a bed. <laughs> no IKEA bed frames go. Not yet. Stay tuned. <laughs> Uh, Ross and Michelle are laughing at the final take featuring Eureka using crucifixes as dumbbells. Come on, camp. It's funny. Works. It's now time for Rack, a.k.a. Rent a Queen. Is it me, or does Ginger remind you of Simone's factory lady with that blue blazer and red hair? Oh, fully. I was like, is this, do they just have this on stock? Maybe it could have been on the rack, and she was just like, she puts on. She's like, "What oh, this smells good? Like, what's up?" Yeah. <laughs> well, well, you think they they wore the same one? No fucking way. No. <laughs> but it would be funny if they did have like you know like stock little blazers and stuff on a rack, and didn't think yeah. twice about it. Then Ginger's watching season thirteen. She's like, "I think I put that on." Right. Yeah. Um, we love Queen escorts. I would need one um, if they are real. Um, let me know. I will purchase one for my next outing. Akira is going to fumble over her lines and um, she's just filling the gaping hole in her scene. Ginger is doing her lotion scene and she only gets one take. Guess we're going to have to wait for that final cut to see how that went. There really are a lot of characters and costumes, but does it get any better than Ginger's Richard Slimmons? No. That was absolutely ridiculous um i hope richard simmons releases a personal statement about it it was iconic it will be memed for years um ross and michelle cannot control themselves and there's probably only one person who was very angry at this who tina burner <laughs> yeah definitely i mean i think <laughs> Russell Simmons fits much better into like a corny commercial break than maybe yeah, snatch game. Yeah. Silky knows the scene is complex and it's not just because boy Jan in a sparkly jacket is in this scene and makes no sense, but Silky only has three lines and then gives Akira one of her parts because she already changed in a different character. That sounded like trouble. Um, don't fade into the background. That's the worst thing to do on drag race. Absolute worse. I mean, it's like Jan says, will it fit with poppers? Silky yeah. should have saw the opportunity and been like, no, I need to fit myself more into this. Mm-hmm. I think the progression of her teammates de-dragging throughout their entire time there and being like in and out of drag for their characters, though, yeah. added to some of the comedy that was... And also just to have her come back and be like sleeping in a chair. <laughs> she was like, no, I'm out of blinds. And then she like lays down, like snores. I was like, is that what you're looking for? Is that what, is yep. that the one you wanted? <laughs> Yeah, well, it's now Elimination Day, um, and as you mentioned, Eureka is wearing a very, very interesting jumpsuit. Um, You're not working out. You're not fooling anybody, bitch. Um, But you know what? It was pink, blue, white, sparkly, and I would probably wear it if I found it in my size. Um, Scarlett doesn't think her team is in trouble. She and Kylie had a good time, and Eureka shined too. Trinity is feeling good. Yara thinks everything fell into place. Raj is happy that they didn't have to carry their grudge into the challenge, and Pandora remembers 
you have to vote for someone and that's just the bottom line. We have a moment where Ginger is glad she and Jan got paired together because Jan says they come from a similar background in terms of theatrics. Um, Ginger says she'll give Jan $1,000 if she wins lip sync. Jan will do the same. And Raj is like, oh, I see you got something going on. That's the danger of making jokes like that in the workroom because then people think you got an alliance. And you know what? Raja is picking up on this. Silky is now in panic mode. She thought it would come easier coming into All-Stars. She's second-guessing herself because she didn't get the love on her season. She is a sickening entertainer in her head. Um, she tells us that she got a lot of hate after her season, not just from the fans, but colleagues and promoters who canceled her bookings. She feels off and she feels worried because she has a certain perception of how she wanted to be perceived. Were you a fan of Silky before All Stars? How, what was your feeling of Silky when you had her on your television screen? Um, ironically enough, I restarted season 11 recently. I want to say like a couple of weeks before All-Star 6 started. Mm -hmm. I got so annoyed with those first episodes yeah. with Miley Cyrus on her back. Um, yeah. And I mean, like that sentiment remained throughout like most that season. I think she performed well in season 11 with, despite having a grating personality um, to go on and be a Puerto Vallarta queen. And then um also, the resurfacing of, I don't know if you've seen the video of her performing in Chicago to worship me. She, I have not. I'm going to have to send it to you. She loses her wig, um, st basically stands there and goes, worship me, worship me, and like pours a glass of water on herself. Um, of course, of course. I think Miss Toto recreated it into a much more iconic, her making fun of Silky video, which yeah. absolutely had me in stitches. Um, and I think Silky responded to it and was like, well, I got paid like this amount to do that. So what's it to you, girl? <laughs> like, she's one of those yeah. ones where like, I can understand her wanting to like, try to um, fix that kind of perception, but it's at the cost of her performance and like this competition. Right. And, and you know what, no matter what happens here, the past is always going to haunt you. It's going to be there. And obviously there was a lot of allegations, whether true or false, of her sexual misconduct. And that was it did play a big part in her getting bookings. But she was just unlikable. And that must be hard to put yourself out there in a way and not have control over that. But she was who she was. And um, maybe this wasn't the right time for her to come back. Maybe we needed to miss her more. Maybe not even miss her more. I think it's the problem with girls thinking that they're like, oh, like in all, like in Silky's case, in All Stars, I'm going to be a new Silky. You're not going to be a new Silky. You're going to be, no. you're going to be a continuation of that person you were before. You got to bring some of that person to the table and show right. growth. You can't just be exactly. like, no, no one liked that person because we know that's not you. You're just putting yourself into that shell to not be that person on TV. You're still very much yourself and that should come through because if you're not having fun, we're also going to see that. Exactly. Akira tells her that she can't let an op opinion of someone who didn't do this dictate how she feels about herself. I mean, I can, because this is what I do. So back off miss ass almighty. I have an opinion and I'm going to share it. 
but that's like drag gospel right like exactly every drag queen's back pocket to say put your money where your mouth is if you don't do you have no say and that comes exactly a lot of drag race fans for sure and i think that's who akira was addressing like you're gonna get exactly online but that's not where the opinions of the people who matter come from it's going to be the people who do and want to still support you even with those negative Mm -hmm. criticisms and try to help you grow that are the ones that matter all right runway let's head over rue looks delightful in purple michelle visage queen of the side hustle is joined by ross matthews and sister sister but not that sister sister it's tia maori I'm not sure which twin this is. Well, this is the one who was not the seashell on the last season of The Masked Singer. Spoiler alert. <laughs> that was Tamara Mowry. Um, were you a fan of the uh, hit classic sitcom Sister Sister? Oh, yeah, I loved it. They were so much fun. That was like a that was like one of the last of that generation of Disney yeah. that I saw before they got into like um, Lizzie McGuire and that sort of rave. Yeah. And- still like on the tail ends of that for sure yeah it was it was cool seeing tia mary because like i usually it's mostly tamara mary who's been out and doing things uh because i think she's on the reel like she she's been out more than tia has so it's cool seeing tia or tia was the one available and that's why they picked her i don't right. know either way both there right um but it was cool to see that um she was there we're gonna do things a little bit backwards and discuss the commercials first and then dive into the runway and judges critiques so you ready yes all right team drag exorcist so they start off their commercial and then it feels like it's supposed to be an snl sketch because they don't really fit the mold of an infomercial um comedy is there but it's not really what the brief is asking them to do Eureka went all out and you got to give it to her. I don't love her, but she really went for this character. So kudos to her. Um, As as I wrote, Kylie did much better uh, job acting here than she did on the Brady Bunch special. Um, (laughs) Facts are facts, America. But I will say Eureka was aided definitely by the post-production with the demonic voice and all that um, voice altering that they did for her. It was very, very funny and very well done i feel like a scene like that is just like i'm sure they asked for it you know she's probably like yeah. oh make me into like a scary voice but um i think a lot of it would have been like negated if they hadn't done that voice because the whole look yeah was, that vomit looks so gross and real like, <laughs> yeah even her sitting off to the side chuckling at the other girls while she was like in that whole like throw up yeah. mug is like hilarious to me um but i think she sold it despite breaking the bed yeah, I think the concept was smart. The execution needed a little more infomercial um, and more com- commercial tropes to really be the winning team because they did have the, 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 the moments there. It just wasn't what the assignment was. Um, but I think the arc of being exercised to working with um, exosized queens was cute. It was a fun, funny moment. Yeah, it is as much as like bringing Sonique and Scarlett's um, or Kylie and Scarlett's characters up a notch and bring it to the more campy, but both of them seem like they're typically on like half a Klonopin. Um, and just like very like, at least Scarlett's very like, what? Like, so like uh-huh. to see her yeah. like an exercise girl, I was like, I maybe would have like flipped a script there. I think Eureka did great as the possessed person, but mm-hmm. maybe one of them would have shined better as a possessed person. And yeah. Eureka could have brought the personality to the exercising exorcist. Mm-hmm. But you know, yeah. there are 
they, they, they definitely struggle. fell into stereotypes where obviously the pretty skinny people are going to be the ones exercising. So I get where they were going. Probably your um, be, she was like, no, you oh, absolutely. Skinny, should be the exerciser. Yeah. yeah. She's like fat people, gross, funny. Um, team drag fixers. Uh, it immediately feels like a commercial and Pandora and Raja really had good chemistry. Um, my favorite line, um, there's so much meat in here, I can make a sandwich. That will be the new gift that will be sent on Grinder for years to come. <laughs> um, I haven't seen it yet, so Sun hasn't made it. I will go make it um, because I know now how I know how to make gifts now. Oh, fun. yeah, there's a website. All you have to do is get the video, put it in. You can. I have um, one from when I went to uh, DC the last time last January uh, when Miss Scout's Honor won um, Slay Them and it's when she drops the money and it's really fun. It's a cute little gift. I'll send it to you. Um, myself and it's me in a performance doing a cartwheel. And that was a while ago. <laughs> yeah. And I also made a, another gift for um, the boy that ghosted me um, that I saw. He was in a story on um, Instagram shoving food in his mouth. And I was like, there we go. If that ever got public, you would be embarrassed. Anyway, I love the Naomi Smalls reference, not the cliffhangers. Obviously, if, if you're going to put in a drag race reference, make sure it's hammered home. And they did that very, very well. Um, what I think was really smart was that Trinity's character was not entirely on board and really helped the campy nature of the commercial. Uh, she got to play the quote unquote straight man of the scene. So good for her. Yeah. And I think that was a great choice for like the whole group. It was like, especially when you have like those people that are, like Kylie that were kind of afraid of the comedy challenges, like stick them in a role where like them being themselves is going to like shine yeah. to the rest of it, but still stand out. I yeah. Think I, I am curious to know if that was Trinity's idea. I feel like it probably was Pandora's and they couldn't put it in the episode because of the arc wouldn't have made sense there. Totally but no, Trinity. Over casting this challenge. There was like no quarrels about what, who was playing. Yeah. Who. They just jumped right into it. Yeah. Um, I hope the wigs that Yada and Trinity were wearing were those extra rock star wigs that they had in the corner because that duct tape is not coming off. <laughs> they said use the cheap ones. Yeah, literally. Um, 99 payments of $1. That's funny. That was a good line. Very, very smart to turn it on its head. But I do have a lot of Monopoly money. So if that will get me a drag fixer, um, I will send you my monopoly money also my stimulus check though yeah there you go um team rent a queen good on jan making that jan face row getting another appearance on the show i bet she moved a bunch of those um after the episode aired my boyfriend asked me what the, what was on the rope he was like what is that <laughs> i was like oh and he hasn't like seen season 10 i'm pretty sure 11 wherever when she was on but i was like 11 12 Double wrong. <laughs> he has not. It seen was, that she one. was on twelve, and then Rose wore it on thirteen. Gag. I was like, oh, it's like this <laughs> iconic face crack. You like, uh, it's really funny. She lost the challenge. He was like, what? <laughs> yeah. Um, Ginger did jizz on herself. That was that worked out well. So if they got in one take. It worked. I love, and this is really mean that the pit crew got more lines than Silky. That's so funny. He said more. He said more than Silky did in the scene. That's so bad. Um, he wrote in a pit crew member and gave him lines. 
Yeah, I think yeah. Literally, my boyfriend was like, where did all these men come from? I was like, they're not the crew. Come yeah. on, keep up. Um, the things that you can get a queen for was very random. And I think that's where they were trying to get the comedy of the, trying to get the juxtaposition. Was It didn't really flow properly, but Ginger was the star of the scene. It was right. Everything that she did was right. Um, but you know what was not right? Jan's brows in boy form. They're never right. Yeah, um, I think they were drawn on, but they were drawn on so lightly that they looked bad. Well, you think about she was in drag when that the, they started filming it, right? Mm-hmm. So she probably took her makeup off and put those back on in the span of like 20, 25 minutes. Yep, literally. I would have had one of the other girls do it. I would have been like, listen, you're going to see this better than I am in the mirror. Like, can you draw these right. off? Um, I, my one of my favorite parts was save money buy in bulk. I'll do it. Uh, so, uh, when Rack hires Rigatoni and Scout, I'll buy those two. We're considered bulk because the two of us together are a lot to deal with. Yes, that's true. I'm I'm still waiting for the YouTube series. That's on Scout. <laughs> you can uh, you can send her a text <laughs> message about her YouTube series. Oh, I will. I, I she's like, yeah, uh, you can come guest on. I was like, okay. Okay, I'm still waiting. Um, no butterflies were harmed. I thought that was very, very funny, very well done to throw back to um, Miss Asia O'Hara. I know it's not like the same caliber, but it goes back to like bus stop jokes. It's like, mm, how many times are we gonna take like a really traumatic moment and right. flip it on its head? Because like for Asia, that that wasn't it, you know, and it certainly didn't feel like that was gonna be the the joke that carried you know right exactly well it is time for our runway category is redemption runway and in honor of the category we are going to play remix or redo the redo Ooh. okay um if you need to pull the looks up they're somewhere on social media otherwise let's get I into it morning so All right, Kylie Sonique Love, she is doing a redemption of her Lady Gaga Snatch Game from season two. The look is by B. Kala, apparently actually worn by Lady Gaga, which I don't think is factual, but that's kind of what she wrote because Gaga is so much shorter than she is. So I don't know if that's really facts, but this is not the most overtly known Lady Gaga, but I appreciate she is paying homage to Chromatica. Alexa, play Chromatica 2 into 911, please. Um... I think this was a unique choice because in Snatch Game, she did Gaga with the feathers, and now we see a new and improved version with the feathers. Love the hair. Um, She looks like a pop superstar, and do you think she used the Stupid Love palette to paint her face for this look? No. She probably used (laughs) Anastasia Beverly Hills. Probably. But I think this is the most drag we've seen Kylie pull out this season, and I'm living for it. She just looks so comfortable and free, and it's a joy to watch. It's really, really cute. I think, honestly, my first question was, was there no brief about what looks we were going to redeem? Because the Snatch Game look, and we, we're going to continue this conversation through the rest of them, but it was a very random look to redo. Yes. I think they were told, do something that you didn't feel good about, not necessarily what was bad. <laughs> okay, I like that even I'm... better if the prompt was like, redo a look you don't feel good about because <laughs> i thought it yeah. was the one where you got like red to shit on the runway you know exactly exactly or where you got eliminated some of these where i was like i i don't I'm, sure go go for it 
we've done them before but maybe kylie was just like no nah, everything i do is hot so right um Michelle thinks the look was elevated and it kind of embodies Gaga, but it's still Kylie. She's going to push her out of her shell even more, and she has to get on board with that. Ross says she had real ease in her performance and liked how she paired up with Scarlett. She was the Chrissy to her Janet. Name the reference. I don't have the reference. <gasps> Three's Company. Ooh, Come on, sitcom. These TV land references today. <laughs> right, and I bet every kid watching it was like, what? Gen Z, we don't know what that is. Tia says that whether it was wide shot or close up, she was really fun. I enjoy this look. She looked really great. She's thrown it all over her fucking social media, so she must love it too. I'll give it a remix. I'll get a remix. The audience was 88% remix, 12% redo the redo. So they oh, enjoyed it. I should remember what I voted for in your Instagram story. <laughs> myself. <laughs> oh, Next up. It all over Instagram. She, yeah, she did. She's like, I love all these photos. Boom. Um, Scarlet Envy, Redemption Season 11 entrance look. Look by Anya Knees, hair by Wigs by Golgi. This is absolutely divine. She is bronzed for the gods. I think the fabric looks even better in this dress. The hair is exquisite, and Nicole Noscopy is likely begging for her own version of it. Um, <laughs> I don't know what they have against Scarlet this season, but she has literally killed every single runway. Right. And she's always been a pretty fashionable queen. I didn't realize. And now she's doing drag. (laughs) Um, I think the look is amazing. I love the detailing. I love that. I don't know what they're called. Those little uh, curtain rod ender things. A little fluffy one. (laughs) Yeah. The tassels. The tassels. Um, And the jewels and stuff like that. I think she really elevated it. But it it raises that same question to me again. I'm like, what looks are we choosing to redo here? (laughs) Like. Right. I mean, she she had some good... See, that's the thing. She had some really good looks her season, but nothing that I would have said was terrible. Because um, like the, even the gold look that she was eliminated on wasn't bad. It was just her challenge was bad, and that's why she got eliminated. Um, though I still think Garajo should have been eliminated, but whatever. It's fine. She's definitely a fashion-forward um, queen and someone to look out to in that regard. I think yeah. it's challenges like this week with like comedy improv, where she could really show herself as a top contender mm-hmm. but i don't think she's rose to that occasion just yet yeah i i'm just very worried in um a season where all they keep saying is track record track record track record with her not being in the top if she bombs one week they're gonna get rid of her and that sucks because this is Ruth's fault if she goes so that's just where i'm at with scarlet because i think she is really getting fucked over but Maybe it's my biasy because I do love her and it's fine. I'm biased. Rue loves. Yeah, go ahead. I'm biased towards her too. Um, growing up in Jersey and being in upstate New York, I thought New York City was a possibility after I graduated college. So she's one of those <laughs> girls I really idolized when I first started drag and one of those like DMs yeah. I tried to get into like, how does a young queen get her start? Um, so she's definitely been like one of those ones I've looked after. So I've been really excited yeah. when she had All-Star 6 and we did a raffle. Um, but because the episode airs, we did the raffle of trade. And because the episode airs so early, we didn't do who wins or who loses. We did whoever I was thinking of. And I chose Scarlett. And I was trying to get like, <laughs> a microphone. And I was like, she's a Pisces. She's from New York. And this, can I say the F word? This yeah. fag on this fag in the audience was like, <clears throat> Scarlett. And I was like, don't you ruin my raffle. <laughs> <laughs> was it Brady? Was it, was it Scout's honor? No, he knew better. 
But I was also going <laughs> after people like putting Scarlet's cup. <laughs> That's funny. Well, Rue loves this outfit. Michelle says she rounded the corner and saw Sophia Loren. Tia says she forgot the cameras were there and she was enjoying herself. So therefore she enjoyed the performance. Um, one of the best looks I've seen this season. This is a remix. Remix. Audience, 97% remix, 3% redo the redo. I called out one of the people who uh, voted redo the redo. They claim they pressed the wrong button, but I was like, I don't know about you. So whatever, it's fine. It's fine. Next up is Eureka. Her redemption is faux fur season nine. Look by Marco Marco. Hair by wigs by Hurricane. Uh, jewels by Rox Cox. Nails by Nails by Glamazon. It was ugly then. It is ugly now. These colors are loud, so I know why Eureka likes them, but they personify her. The shapes are so busy, and they draw your eye down away from the fur, which is supposed to be the showcase of the look. I don't know if she could have incorporated the fur somewhere else, but it just clogs up her head, melts right into the wig, and I feel like there were enough runways that Eureka could have done that this was likely the worst one to pick from. Um, this was just not the ticket for me. I, I just, finding out this is Marco Marco, it's not that Marco Marco is a brilliant designer. Marco Marco is a brilliant designer. But if you're going to collaborate with someone, you got to have good taste. And Eureka just doesn't have good taste. So I'm like looking at the Instagram that she posted and she has like the crutches. So it makes sense that she redid the one that she went on. Sure. Because it's like redemption to her means something different. But I don't like this outfit. And I think a lot of it has to do with how dynamic the bodysuit is with all the lines. Yeah. And like you said, the fur is just clouded. If she brought like that dynamic um, like line structure down to her shoulders and then maybe did like a side of the arm like fur fringe like down the sides yeah. of her legs that would be like a nice touch but I totally agree it's not my favorite the arms and the fur really cloud up I do really like the wig I think it's a really pretty color and it reminds me of like, yeah it's like a, the wig is great yeah um but it's yeah it's just not all there for me um it was like it's like a very I hate to say top heavy look but she just it, mm -hmm. it was unfortunately it's true Michelle says it's been elevated, but she's concerned about the neck. Tia says she stole the commercial. The key to comedy is timing, and not everybody is born with that gift, but she was born with that gift. Ross says there was a character arc from possessed to employee, and he bought it. Um, for me, this is absolutely a redo the redo. Um, though actually don't redo it, please. It's terrible. I think redo the redo and bring some of the fur down into like an apple bottom jeans, like boots with the fur. Yeah. You like thick cufflings. Um, maybe like a little lower shoulder or like a low top shoulder that's fuzzy. Yeah. And bring the fur down. It was just, it was just out of place for her. Yep. Audience was 44% remix, 56% redo the redo. All right. Next we got Raj O'Hara, Redemption, Farm to Runway, Season 11. No designers listed, um, but probably sure. just her. <laughs> this was the look that sent her home, so I appreciate her wanting to get a second chance. Again, appreciate that she used some materials that were present, but there was no burlap armed in the making of this look. The color story is a serve, and I think doing a dress this time around shows growth. I wish the dress hit the ground because those clear heels are not the ticket. Yeah, they were very distracting when she first came out, and I think it was um, maybe just a bad choice from the shoe wall. Um, yeah, but 
certainly doesn't from a from an ankles up perspective take away from the outfit which i think she did an amazing job recreating with the vines coming out of her chest and the leaves on her head compared to like that whole orange tree thing that she had yeah and the, and the velvet is very sexy it, it fit her very yeah. well so this this was definitely um a remix for me i also it's a remix for me and i love the green eyebrows i love the green eyebrows when she was like painting and i love the green eyebrows in this look and i love all of the memes that have come out of her face and untucked right it's so funny how are you gonna do green eyebrows next time you get in drag no mm. <laughs> see i don't do a lot of green is my thing um I'm more of a much more of a blue person, so I've done blue eyebrows. That's right, yeah. eyebrows. I do like different color eyebrows. Um, I'll keep it green in mind, though. Yeah, keep it in mind. Um, we're both going remix. The audience seventy six percent remix, twenty four percent redo the redo. Pandora box uh, redemption team unity all stars one hair by Driggs by drag wigs on a dime look by Tony Inigues jewels by Amps accessories embellishments by Angina. Um, she's certainly looking a lot more maternal in this look Um, obviously this was a dark moment in her drag race career so good for her reclaiming the moment the color story is the same but it's very basic and very safe I wish she found a little bit more humor here I think for me what bothers me is the hair the updo and the robe look like she's just shagged the pool boy like is she there's just it's missing the night and dynamic that Pandora can, usually brings to it. And I think this is why she didn't get the win this week. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a step up from her original one, um, the last one that she did, which was like, you know, cheap chicken feathers and a blue gown. Um, yeah. I think it was Michelle that called Jan's wig this week maternal. Um, and I think that would have been <laughs> a little bit better on Pandora, maybe like a bigger hair. Mm-hmm. Um, I do love that kind of like Cinderella train um, and the inclusion of the plants and stuff. But yeah, there was just something there that wasn't that wasn't my favorite. I didn't let, not like yeah. it. it my yeah, it was very it was very safe. I will give it a redo. The redo, very 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 like one step over to the redo. The redo, not overwhelmingly. Right. Even like I think I would even give it like more of um, the same cut that Yara's dress had. Like give a little leg out. Give a yeah. little more. Yeah, it need a little more fun. Definitely. So remix or redo the redo? Where are you going? Remix. All right. Audience, 32% remix, 68% redo the redo. They were not a fan of it. What? Next up, Yana Sophia, Redemption, Season 3 promo look. Sure. Um, No designers listed. Certainly an upgrade from that promo look. Um, I love the silver applique on her head that leads to that blonde braid. Um, she's giving you a classic Yada beat with those fucking contacts. It's very pageanty, very regal, even though it's a leotard with a single leg. Safe look for me. I think the leg is really sexy. I think I like the cut a lot. I really like the yeah. exposed arm and leg. Um, she loves those appliques and she loves those blonde uh, braid bun wigs mm-hmm. that she's got going. Um, yeah, I think it's very safe. It does kind of look like, you know, a bodysuit with some holes cut out. But yeah. um, at the same time, she's capable of producing something like this. And I think any redemption from her season's going to be a step up. Right. And that was the thing is like, why was this the one she chose? 
with that being said, I don't think I can recall a um, Yara Sofia look off the top of my head. I think it kind of comes into like the same critique as Alona Verley in that like drag um, or the pageant look when she had the really really big choker. There's just like a lot going on where she probably just like if she wanted the applique on her head, which I think is pretty, then like maybe just taking the choker off kind of thing. Exactly. I'll give this a remix. I think it's very safe, but it succeeded. I'm going to give it a remix. Yara's crazy, but I love her. Audience, 83% remix, 17% redo the redo. All right, got another promo look. It is from Trinity from her season six promo look. Look by House by of Chappelle, corset by Brandon McDaniel, Jules from Kennedy Davenport. Again, interesting choice. And I wonder if her hippie look from the previous episode was supposed to be the original look for this category. Um, The theme was black and she is giving you black gown with a crown. She looks beautiful, like a dark sorceress. Um, She's got just enough sparkle and I wish she pushed it further, but she still looks stunning. Yeah, um, I think it, I agree. I think I thought she was going to redo the hippie runway too, but I think that's probably already like an iconic leaf in uh, her book. She, it fits her great. I'm surprised she wasn't really read about those shoulder pads though. Um, (laughs) Frame there, but. um, She looks like a linebacker. Oh, her makeup looks great here. Yeah. She just looks elegant and sexy. Um, is there a corset on the outside? Mm. I, uh, well, the corset goes up into like the, like sort of like a breastplate shoulder thing. Yeah. yeah I don't like corsets on the outside. I'm a staunch believer that corsets are not. Me too. Um, but I think. Unless it's like cool. beautifully embellished and the look. Like yeah. It, but yeah. Um, I enjoyed it. I'll give it a remix. I'll get a remix. Audience, 91% remix, 9% redo the redo. All right. Jan, Redemption, season 12 entrance look. Uh, Hair by Wigs by Golgi, look by Christopher Palu. So we get kid Jan in the entrance look and grown-up Jan going to the 10-year high school reunion in this runway. I love this dress and how instantly recognizable it is for what she is trying to redeem. The trim resembles the jacket. It is simple and smart. The hair is beautiful. It is a beautiful soft beat, but I know it's not her necessarily, her brand. I personally see nothing wrong with this look. I think Uh it's a little safe and boring. It comes in like the same wave of like, why are you redoing an entrance look? Which granted that entrance look was bad Um, and boxy and weird. I think this is awesome for her. Purple's her color. The varsity Mm -hmm. Totally her thing but that's the thing it's like so quintessential her that i don't think it's like really elevating or bringing something to the table that wasn't already jan it's a very jan sure. dress but mm-hmm. um other than that like i feel like i i would could see this anywhere and also totally looks like it's a leotard with like the um <laughs> yeah where the cut is you can just like slide it up like gym shorts um it looks well like- I, I feel i feel like it probably was removable you know, just in case. I was gonna lip sync for my life. Exactly. Um, Michelle says look is uh, definitely elevated from her entrance look, but says the hair is a little bit matronly for her. She calls her a professional and how she is a team player. Ross says she's not to be a chorus girl, so she has to find her moment to steal the show. Ruth says she didn't see the funk in her skit and feels she's afraid of the funk. Don't fight the funk. I like this look because it is... A step up. It is proof of what she does. 
I'll give it a remix. I'll get a remix. She looks hot. I don't think anything is wrong with this look. I just yeah. went on the runway for someone who just last episode was like, I'm going to figure out what I need to do to be in the top. It wasn't right. this. Yeah. Um, especially after last week, she redid another look of hers. So it's like, you're giving us the same storyline. So you're not helping your case to get more airtime, Jan. Two in a row. That's hilarious. Yeah. Audience, 69% remix, 31% redo the redo. Also, shout out to Hair by Golgi. She's done this like whole most of the runways this uh-huh. week. Mm-hmm. Okay. Ginger Men's Redemption, the Future Drag All Stars 2. Hair by Wigs and Grace, look by Jeffrey Kelly Designs, crowned by Mr. Ms. Adrian. Red hair and a silver dress, I don't think. Shout out to the rightful winner of Drag Race UK, Davina DeCampo. What is wrong with Ginger this season on the runway? I don't understand the, re- the desire to redo this look that was possibly the worst look she's ever done and made it worse. She actually made it worse. The proportions are hella off. The rouging makes her look even smaller. I love Ginger. I love her campiness, but whoever let her out of the house in this look should be fired. <laughs> I don't get it. I don't know what she was thinking. I agree with Michelle that I think it would have done well to come up to like a pant um, and not have like the bodysuit cut out of it. It feels like one of those things where, and I don't want to like, this is going to sound probably a little shady, but you don't get what you get. When you send an idea to a designer who's not necessarily like maybe a drag designer, you know, yeah, where like the thought was there and it's like, let's do this like futuristic kind of ruffle look. And it looked cool on a hanger, you know, but like, Maybe it could have come down to some detailing things like the hair or like that weird the face shield thing that she had going. Right. Um, yeah, it's just it's interesting. I'd wear it. I think <laughs> I'd wear it, but like I would be like my noodly self in it. You know, I would love it because it right. has see that's that's the thing. And like there are some outfits that look good on pretty skinny fit people this is one of them on ginger it just it the proportions were so terribly off um because the last thing you want to do is showcase the bigger parts of your body and like her legs and arms made her look giant um i think yeah it just wasn't working and made like the whole thing like a ruffle suit that would have been really fun um And done sort of like a, I don't remember the designer's name, but something along the lines of like Bimini's sort of like jellyfishy look. Yeah. Something that moved and breathed with Ginger would have been really, really cool. And I mean, I know there are a lot of rumor speculations about her inclusion in All-Star 6 that she took over for Adora when Adora backed out. So she maybe had less time to prepare. I don't know. Um, I'm... It's all speculation. Maybe this was something she just had in her closet and pulled it out and said, this is going to work. Um, it's just not good. It's, 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 it's bad drag. And for someone who really thought Ginger Minj was a front runner for the season, her runways will be the reason why she won't win. Um, it's just not working. Michelle is bothered by the bodysuit cutting the flowy pant and thinks it would have worked better if it stopped at the waistline and had a harem situation. She also tells her to watch the white highlight in the middle of her face as opposed to the darkness. Why Michelle Visage is telling a seasoned drag queen how to do makeup again doesn't make sense, but go for it. Um, Including that in the cut is like another thing too, you know? Because it's going to happen. She's going to change by the middle of the season and Michelle's going to comment on it probably. Well, Ginger's makeup has been 
gingers, but it's been a little um, iffy. It's been off. Yeah, I agree. I don't think she's remembers how to film for TV as well. It's very possible. It's been what a couple years. Tia calls her a committed actor. Ross says it's fun to watch her and she has the best timing. This look, not fun to watch. Definitely a redo the redo. Redo the redo. Um, hell, maybe even take the pants off. Maybe it would have been a lot better with yeah. just the pants off. And yeah. especially fishnet. The audience, 10% remix, 90% redo the redo. Not on board. Next up, Silky Nut Meganosh, Redemption, Drag Family Values, Season 11. Look by Troy C. Ford. Jewels by No Plot. Hair by Sizzlin Sandra. So this is not the look I would have done. I would have done her cockroach, but that this is what we get. Here's my problem. Um, the challenge was to redo a look, and just because it has elements of disco, put the two looks next to each other. You can't tell they were the same inspiration from the same family. I think if she did this look in the same original blue, perhaps I'd be on board, but because it's not, I think it failed the challenge. There is so much fringe going on that it makes the pants look like a dress, which is not a bad thing and not a good thing. It's just what it happens to it. And I like the headband. The headband's my favorite part. It's it's not it's not a dress, it's pants. Those are pants. <laughs> um yeah. this is another one of those ones where I'm like, where did this idea come from? to do redo this one and i get it was a bad challenge I, I agree i think she should have done it in that like original blue the royal blue that she was wearing mm-hmm. she had done it in that royal blue oh it is pants um i would have asked someone to recreate it for me on the spot i think yep. it's super fun and flowy but you're right if you put it next to the one she's remaking it makes no sense yeah it 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 confused me it was almost like she's had it in her closet i was like i don't have money or time to do this runway um here we go i'll make it work ross doesn't get how the look relates to the drag family values but she looks insanely gorgeous tia wishes she would have seen the energy in her performance michelle says she had many things to do and she was missing the spark redo the redo i can't i can't because she didn't fit the brief redo the redo and also fix that uh forehead band (laughs) yeah just doing its own thing the audience was 53% remix, 47% redo the redo. Final yes. runway from... Lovers. Yeah. Final runway, Curiosity Davenport, Redemption, Caftan, Realness, Season 11. No designers listed. She's not really keeping up to date on her Instagram, but she's actually wearing a caftan this time. She's giving you big hair because she don't care. This royal blue makes her look so regal. I think it's easy to say that she just added a caftan to an already created cat suit. But that's the challenge. She will need a caftan that this was the sticking point for her um, season. I'll give her credit there. Right. Uh, like a curious one of those people, it's like, how many outfits do you really redo? Because she was a strong right. contender her season. She's always been one of my favorites. Um, yeah. She's an incredible seamstress. She was shown filming the promo for All Star Six with a sewing machine in the back room. Yep. So a different look for a different gig. Um, it could have been this one. <laughs> could have been. Uh, I really like it. I'm a big fan of blue. I think my only thing is I didn't really get like kind of like um, head applique. I thought it was a little distracting, um, but I thought it was a beautiful design. I think you're right. The caftan was a point of contention on her season. So obviously one that she wanted to definitely redeem herself on. Ross said so. (laughs) Yeah. Well, yeah. Ross reminds her of the very heated argument in season 11 over the caftan, but this is a caftan. 
Michelle thinks she was nervous and she struggled with her lines. Tia loved her performance and she wanted to see more of her. I'll give it a remix. I think this was really lovely for Akira. Yeah, I'm going to give her a remix. I liked it. Audience, 82% remix, 18% redo the redo. They competed in teams and will be judged in teams. Do you think this is fair or do they do, they do this for the drama? Um, I think doing it, in, I think it was more so just saving time for themselves to judge them in teams. I think judging them individually would have been cutting, uh, pulling hairs, you know, to yeah. figure out who is in the middle. Plus, they knew the girls were going to go into the back and, you know, draw those lines and conclusions for themselves. Oh, yeah. Rue has decided that Team Drive Fixers are the winning team. They are all safe. Trinity K. Bonet is the top all-star of the week and wins $5,000. Kylie, Scarlett, Eureka, Jan, Ginger, Akira, and Silky are staying for critiques, but then decides Team Rent-A-Queen are all bottoms, meaning Team's Exercise Queens are safe. Do you agree with the decisions? I know I already said it earlier that I think Pandora should have been the winner based on performance. Obviously, the runway, it would have been the tiebreaker here to give it to Trinity. Yeah, um, I think with the runway tiebreaker, it definitely goes to Trinity, and I think she deserves this. She hasn't gotten a win. Yeah. And if this puts you know um, her into like a good standing moving forward, then... Um, yeah, props to Trinity. She's really just stood as one of my favorites, so I was just happy for her. Yeah. All right, let's go back into the workroom. It's time for some deliberations, and there is a lot of tea. Ginger is in a clusterfuck of emotions. She feels if she was judged individually, she would have been on top, but since you live and die by the group, she is in the bottom. Ginger decides to congratulate Jan on breaking her safe streak and didn't know she was going to be taking them all down with her. That's the kind of humor I'm here for, where you can compliment and also drag someone at the same exact time yes it was like can like just her delivery and jan wasn't expecting it either like, <laughs> no. you can tell she was like <laughs> yeah the top queens are shocked that an entire team will be in danger and as eureka says four bottoms and a top sounds like my party for sure and that's my my, my kind of party as well yeah, yeah. bottoms hit me up specificity <laughs> <laughs> Jan thinks it's a shitty situation and none of them want to be there. Ginger is frustrated because she got incredible critiques, but she is in the bottom. Akira tells the room that they loved her look, but she struggled with the performance. And then Silky shares that her case and says that she was a team player. And then when the group needed someone, she was always on the side changing. So basically you are a team player by being off camera. How does that work, Silky? She was trying to say, like, listen, I was, you know, I was there. I was there. Yeah. That was, like, her thing. She was like, I contributed. And then Silky's like, I wanted to give everybody a chance to be their absolute best. And then you got Trinity, who's like, what show are you on? Does anyone see me? Hello? Trinity is pressed like a panini uh, that the bottoms came in here pleading their case, and no one congratulated her on winning her first challenge ever. We get a montage of pleas from before Trinity speaks up saying that they are making her feel bad that when Raja and Yara came in, they were praised for winning and they made it about them. And Raja is like, we were already here and congratulated you. And Trinity's like, hold up. They don't love me like you. I love you. Bitch finally wins. They want to give her a cheer. So 
Trinity says that even if you're at the bottom, they're not a bottom bitch. Don't let the competition break you. Nancy Trinity reads them all. How did you feel this came off? Because I was like, oh, you're being a little bit of a baby here, Trinity. I think she was right. They did really come into every episode singing the praises of people. And I think this is one of those situations where they weren't. And if I was Trinity and this is my first win, I'd probably like get into my feelings about that too. I don't think she's wrong for like getting into her feelings, but I think they handled it well by just being like, and cheers to that. Like, cheers to you. Congratulations. Again, like because the order of how things worked, usually the, the winning queen comes in with the bottom queens and that's where they're able to do it. But Raja did have a point. They did congratulate her. It just wasn't as a full group. Right. They had a lot in their mind coming in. Um, Which to them, I mean, it was four people in the bottom. They saw Mm -hmm. that as like, we aren't necessarily going to get that time to break up and go talk to uh, Trinity off to the side, maybe, you know, or everyone's going to need to vote. And there was four of them they had to listen to. So they said they heard one girl pipe up and they said, well, me, me, me. And exactly. there's points where Trinity could have said something, but I think knowing in hindsight and rewatching the episode and kind of just sitting her there and watching her be like, yep, she was pissed. Like she was not having like it. Outfit, like, no one's going to pay attention to me. Yep. Trinity talks to Jan, who is pr- so proud of her journey and seeing how she went home in the commercial last season. She knows this performance isn't worthy of sending her home. All she needed was an inch of them to say, we see you and take it one step further. And that's what she'll, she will do. Trinity says she can use her mind. Remember that in a minute. Trinity says that Akira is a curious Davenport. You good. The Silky, she says that she hasn't had an opportunity to shine. And Trinity says she's shining now. So when it comes to her, she's good. Use your mind. Ginger knows that Trinity will compliment you in one breath and slap you in the face with the other. She doesn't know if she's safe or gunning to get rid of her. Trinity, come on. This isn't how Survivor works. You can't tell everyone you're good because then someone get pissed off. Or she's thinking they don't have enough time to talk about me behind my back. <laughs> right, that's fair. In the group, Eureka asks who should go home. And Akira decides to offer her and Silky as the bottom two. Say what? What are you doing, girl? Do not volunteer as tribute. That will be used against you. You never. You never. I think Scarlett will probably be like the first one to go for it or hell half of those 11 girls and they're like hey remember the lip sync gangbang when we all said we should all go home and see how that turned out when like eight of us for our lives like you don't say yourself you don't put yourself on that chopping block it's the same actually the flip side of survivor you have a lot of people who come forward and they're like and they're like they're not the strongest link but i can carry them along for a while exactly yeah a curious sobbing saying she needed to be here um, Silky is speaking up saying that should be her, Akira, and Jan. And that face from Jan, who not quite the face crack, but Eureka's laughing and living for it. Jan is like, okay. And Silky's like, it's not to come at her. And Jan's like, but you came at me. Girl, you came at her. You did. You, you threw her under that bus and it drove right over her. I think facts are facts, though. I think. Yeah, no, it's true. It was like, I took it personally, which is fair. But to not objectively say you're in the bottom when the four of you are in the bottom is like uh-huh. RuPaul threw a blanket over it with the team, but like you're yeah. Silky wants to hug Jan. I mean, they kind of did get the same critique, and Ginger did get the worst critique when it came to the outfit. 
Whoa, foot and mouth, Silky, foot and mouth, shut up. This vote is going to be something, and we're going to get to that when we get to Untucked, but um, whew, whew, this was fun. Lip sync for your legacy time. We're back on the runway. Can we talk about Trinity's look? I'm obsessed. It's like Gigi Good's biker, but kind yes. of more awesome. Yeah, I love I this color on her. So hot. I love a sort of like cropped biker jacket. Um, and she did like the sort of lingerie underneath with the chain. Yeah. She's just a fantastic performer. So you see her, her standing there and you're like, let's go. Let's have some fun. Yeah. Like, well, Trinity is meh to meet her opponent. So who's the lip sync assassin? There's no one there. What's happening? Are we finally going to do our twist? Nah. Oh, y'all wanted a twist. Come on, All-Star 6. Let's get sickening. Laganja Stranja has given us an entrance. The first stunt, don't count. Mm -mm. Laganja looks incredible. She does. Gorgeous. Glowing. And she's medicated. I'm medicated. And I'm I'm kind of medicated, sort of, kind of, but yeah. So we have a season six versus season six lip sync battle. Yeah, um, this is now three in a row where we have a lip sync assassin battling um, someone who has a connection to them. Episode one was Las Vegas. Episode two is season 11. Episode six is season six. So episode two, three is season six. Is there a connection? Are we doing this on purpose? Do we mean geographically Las Vegas for the first one? I thought you were talking um, about- uh, yeah, yeah, Yara and Coco both work in Vegas, yeah. Oh, T, I thought you were referencing like the Drag Race review, Las Vegas review. I was like, no, 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 neither of them were on that. But yeah. I the, but like, they are, well, they, they technically are later, well, they were supposed to be like cast number two or something. Because oh. there was supposed to be multiple casts they're going to rotate through. Mm-hmm. They never got to it. I thought that I, I'll have to be back on for when we talk about Vegas because I love uh, oh, that yeah. little side project of theirs. I love that they're choosing someone from each of their past. Um, Personally, if I was like Raja and I saw Brooklyn Heights come out, I'd like crap my pants. Um, yeah, I'd be like, bye. Right. I think Trinity versus Laganja is like a perfect match in terms of like energy too, especially if you're going to put on yeah. a song like Levitating. Is it Levitating? No, 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 no. We had physical. We got physical. Physical. Um, when I say I screamed at 4 a.m. when this came on, I screamed because I love this song, but I'm also very triggered by this song because it has personal meaning. But I love this song. And it's the second song called physical that we got on drag race this year what was the first physical by olivia newton john for the finale of drag race down under oh my god i haven't watched the finale of drag race down under. <laughs> well you know the result yes yeah 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 yeah, yeah i okay. do um everyone went down a k-hole ah i've been down one k-hole and i regret it <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I think Easily one of my favorite lip syncs I have seen on the show. Laganja showed us what she does. Trinity really gave us energy and got physical. Um, Laganja almost knocked out the bottoms when she tossed her jacket and then stood on her head. Trinity has that fan clacking, but it's just no mask for Laganja's death drop and stage hump. This was so fun. It was so fun. I have to send you the clip of uh, Laganja's corset hitting Silky in the face. So good. It's there's so a, good. There's like a half second clip. And then we'll put like a dunk over it. <laughs> Rue has decided that the winner is Laganja Stranja. The $10,000 will roll over to next week. So now it is time to find out which of the bottom queens the group has voted to be eliminated. Laganja reveals that the queen leaving the evening is Silky Nutmeg Ganache. 
Rue sighs because she's not thrilled because she loves Silky while literally no one else does. See, this is what happens when Rue doesn't get to decide everything. Yeah, she gets to go, not my Silky, not my Dr. Efren. Yeah, right. Um, Silky gives us a sad speech, gets a lot of hugs before she leaves, and she just wants another chance. Well, girl, an hour later, you're going to get that speech because you got a game within a game to play, which I'm really upset that it seems we're going to get a full episode for this game within a game. Me too. I really thought it was going to be like a redemption island thing, and we were going to get two like each week. Yeah, and I thought they were going to like battle it out continuously. Um, Yeah, I'm not mad just because we don't know when that when all those eliminated queens come back, what that is going to yet look like. Um, right. And I think it could be really fun. Um, I could totally see them doing like another Lala Perusa. Um, that's I think that's fully what it's going to end up being. If they do that, like. I want some. I, I want so some here, here, here's why I think it's kind of messy, but they went with it. Is because they probably banked so hard on season 13's um, first episode with all the lip sync, being like, the fans are going to love it. We didn't love it. It was too much. It was an overload because there's a difference between seeing a live lip sync one after the other, as opposed to on television where it's formulated and edited in a way. So I think they're probably regretting that they did it in this format, but it's film, so there's not much you can do about it. Right. I don't think they're regretting it as much as like um, there's kind of a role with it. <laughs> you right. know? Yeah. Um, and they weren't going to know how like 13 was going to be perceived. Personally, I thought 13 was a great way to get to meet everybody. I thought the poor couple sure. was absolutely asinine. But <laughs> like getting to meet everybody and see them lip sync, which is such a quintessential part of being a drag queen, which you're right. It's different to see in person versus like on the TV show and stuff. Um, adds you know, there's layers to that entertainment value there, but in a show based around drag, it makes sense that they would do like a mega lip sync challenge to bring everybody back. Yeah. Well, let's get into Untuck quickly. Um, finally, Trinity won and she is shocked. Raja didn't take home the win, but her team did. And that's another high slot for her. The fixers return to the workroom and they are having their libations. They clapped Pandora for guiding them on their commercial, which is why I think Pandora probably did the casting here and gave Trinity the role she did. Raja is wearing ugly heels that she calls stilts, and Pandora's like, why? Trinity is once again the mouthpiece for moving the plot along and asks what they think of everybody else's work. Yada thinks Silky is in the bottom. Raja thinks the exercise team will be safe because she remembers the funny moments, and Pandora only remembers Ginger on the second team, but only when she was out of drag. Pandora points out that the exorcism one wasn't a commercial, and Trinity, Trinity calls it a scene in the movie which was not brought up by the judges, which I found very interesting. We all saw it that way, but the judges did not. Trinity thinks it'll be one and one from each team. She thinks Eureka will be safe and it'll be Sonique and Scarlet. Notice how they're calling her Sonique. But they can't differentiate from the two because they were cohesive. Raja thinks Ginger's team was weaker and they didn't have a dynamic. She points out the weakest on the team was Silky and probably Akira, so that's where the drama is going to start. I always love hearing the speculation because there are the queens that are always on point and then you have some that are like completely off and you're like, oh, that's cute. You're going to watch this back and look like a complete fool. 
<laughs> right. I love when someone's like, I think she did horrible and that person wins for sure. Um, yeah. I thought all these girls were just hella critical though. Maybe it was like the edit or something, but it was just like, I've never felt like I've seen the queen sit around a circle and be so strategical with their comments that way about like yeah. who they thought was doing what in that moment. If I was like in that inner circle, I would think anytime after this episode, if I was on the main stage and like some of those girls were untucked, I was like, there is some shit being said. Mm-hmm. You, yeah. Yada pokes fun at Trinity's expense that she has to be the one to make the hard decision. And Trinity's like, calm down. This is different for me because you only had to judge off one episode. They all have similar track records. What's she going to do? Pandora says that this, that she has to go off what they did in the commercial because everyone's runaway was gorgeous. Not according to my audience, though. Um, Pandora asks Raja how she'll feel if her friends and season 11 sisters, Silky and Akira, are the bottom. And she is emotional thinking about it because they've had her back since day one of season 11. They prayed for her. Um, how would you feel if you were in a situation where, let's say, you had to vote out, um, uh, your decision came down to Scout's Honor and Seraphim? What would you do? I said home Seraphim. I have to Easy! Home that was... I'd have to... <laughs> like... <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. No, it's um, like um, there's a lot of stake for sure, and there's a lot to say um, to any of that voting. Um, I don't think any of the girls should come up with rules beforehand. Anyway, there could definitely certainly be like personal logics, but trying to come to the same page with 14 people about how to run a game where they tell you no vote is is not going to mm-hmm. work. Just vote. Yeah. It's true. Raja says that Akira and Silky didn't get the love they deserved on their season for an assortment of reasons. Yara wants to know what the other groups thought of them, and Raja thinks it's about to go well, that they did well. They knew Pandora was funny, and Yara's crazy and hard to work with, but she's just her authentic self. Trinity is ready to pick these three if they have to pick a challenge. Yara says that they should have a song called Fix It, Bitch. But for real, when is that coming? Like, why have they not released this, the track? They I'm knew it was going to be a hit. I'm surprised she didn't do like the whole little jiggle thing. And she was just like, I have a new song called Fix It. Right? The other two teams return backstage as the Queen of Green is back. Laganja enters the building without her mask and expects the soundstage door to open on its own. She cuckoo. She crazy. I'm her. I was like, you know I smoke weed. <laughs> right? This is her first appearance since season six. And she's just here to have fun. It's decision time, and now it's time to start voting. Silky and Akira sit together and discuss how much they want to be there, but they agree that if they have to vote for each other, they can. Why? This is a game of alliances. Play them. This was your moment to be like, I got you, you got me. Let's take one vote away from each other and put it on Jan and Ginger. Or put them both on Jan. Why didn't they do that? They could have swayed things. Because if they both voted for Jan and had Scarlett and Raja voted for Jan, that's four votes. Because no one wants a similar to the whole Shay Alexis thing and have anyone thinking they're campaigning against them. It's totally run by optics. So in their mind, they're like, oh, let's throw these two votes. And then they're just duds. They cancel each other out. The whole four of them, Ginger, Jan, Akira, and Silky all could have done like a vote to the left, you know? But there was, I don't think there was a thought process there. And I think a lot of the sentimentality of it comes from being coworkers, colleagues, what have you. Right. Again, it's different than Survivor. And we agree to dud each other. 
we don't lose in this. We already came to that conclusion. If we go after Jan and Jan doesn't <laughs> go home and Jan heard that we try to get all these other girls on board to send her home, that it ain't going to be pretty. <laughs> but we would have gotten television. That would have been amazing. <laughs> That's what I'm here for. That's what, and again, maybe it's because I watched Survivor so much and like that's the strategy in that moment. I just want someone to really do it because that's the fun of it. But they had a heart to heart. It was all about friendship. Bad for TV, but good for the two of them. (laughs) And then we have Raja and Scarlet chat and Raja is not okay. Scarlet points out um, that their girls put themselves in the bottom and that neither of them were going to vote for either Silky and Akiria until they made themselves targets, which is where my mind went. Um, So they're both agonizing because their mind is made up for them. It sucks. They can't do anything in this situation. Their heart-to-heart turns into the two who hated each other, now checking in on each other and their relationship. Scarlett says she was nervous to compete against Raja, but they have worked on their relationship and was nervous to see what happens when you throw them back into this situation, see what shakes out. Raja says her attitude in season 11 was all wrong and she was projecting. She apologizes for all the bullshit from season 11 and hopes she won't hold it against her. Scarlett says Raja has shown emotional maturity and she is glad to give the relationship a second chance. And this is when I say, see, this is the importance of having conversations with people. If something is wrong, talk it out. How did you feel about this? Did you expect everything was going to be okay? Like the Alyssa Coco moment, or did you think they were still going to be a little animosity? I think it's very rare these days that there is animosity going into it at this point. I think a lot of people will squash it when it airs, you know? I think it was great for Raja to show that. I think it's also great because it she didn't do it in like a position that where she gained anything, you know, Scarlet was safe. Yeah. Um, and it was just, you know, probably just on her mind and she wanted to get it across and kudos to her. It is tough to have yeah. conversation sometimes, but Scarlet took it great and it is. It, it, it's a very having real life conversations with people that you care about. It's hard. It's really hard, but it, they're, they're so important. They're so integral and I'm an advocate for it. So listeners, if you got beef with somebody, talk it out, go do it. At the couches, Jan says that Pandora and Eureka were the standout roles in their groups. She asks if they think it should have been based individually. Eureka says that her and Ginger should have been in the top if it was individual. Ginger says the top three would have been her, Trinity, and Eureka. I guess they're forgetting their runways, but whatever, girls. Jan is surprised to see her group in the bottom and that Ginger was included with the lipsticks, but Eureka says it wouldn't be judged as groups if they saved one person. Ginger is surprised that they were all on the bottom, but it's not surprising to her. I have had discussions on this podcast before about the lip sync assassin and the lip sync and the lipstick. We see Laganja getting a lip sync without the covering on it. So this is proof that they get the real lipstick during the break before they film the announcement um, as the lipstick is uncovered in the moment. Um, also, she put it in her top, which we know she flung off. So obviously the lipstick is not there. We watch as Dr. Revan Silk and Namagnash is away. Her competition was herself and maybe she came in a little too soon. Now we're going to have the official results of the lipsticks. We know that Trinity would have picked Silky. Here's how the others voted. Akiria, Jan, Kylie, Pandora, Scarlet, and Yada voted for Silky, while Eureka, Ginger, Raja, and Silky voted for Akiria making it 6-4 Silky over Akiria. 
Anyone shock you with their votes? Raja. I wouldn't expect her to have uh, voted for Akira. That's interesting. Um, I think it must have been her and Scarlett doing the same thing that uh, Eureka and totally. Akira did, where they just equal each other out. I, mean, I agree. I was like, hmm. um, but I don't. I'm I'm curious to see how those conversations with Akira go next week because oh, me um, too. I think some of those are definitely going to catch her off guard. Um, yeah. Because it was close, six four. I could see Eureka saying something kind of out of pocket about it too. I mean, like it's yeah. no offense, girl. I just didn't think you were the pig's bacon. <laughs> that was a good impression. That's your snatch game. No, no, I would not give her anything <laughs> in her life if I was ever on that goddamn show. <laughs> That's fair. Well, like Padmanchi, you win some, you lose some. We see Silky uh, use her platform in her mirror message to say Black Lives Matter, which I think was really amazing because we know during filming, uh, it was during the summer, during the height of the protest. So cool to see. Silky says she didn't get to do the challenges she enjoys like Snatch Game or the dancing challenges. It wasn't an easy decision to come back, but she didn't regret anything. She came to have fun with her sisters. I love that she brought her stuff in bins because clearly she didn't fly there. Uh, Because you can't put those on a plane. But she says it ain't over till the fat lady sings and she's just warming up. Cue Silky singing. So you just sang. So is it over? I don't know. But she almost knocked over the set when she got her cart stuck on the back curtain. I was like, that would have been everything. She would not have come back. To round this up, I got a couple burning questions for you. Yes. What is Silky's legacy? Um, Loud, proud, and there i there's a better yeah, word for that's there. and i didn't want to say present but she brought good things to the table she made it the top four of her season for crying out loud she has looks she has an eye for fashion she's never like and she can act when she has the confidence there i think her legacy is that there's more room for her to grow we've seen two different silkies now and what we need to see kind of or i guess three there's like that you know none of us really know her so we've seen season, her first season, her second season, her social media kind of thing, you know? Yeah. Um, and I think we're waiting for like a sort of like silky nutmeg ganache genesis. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think you're definitely right. Um, I'm not sad to lose her. She was there. She was she put in a, a bottom with Jan, Akiria, and Ginger. That was a yeah. hard choice to begin with. Not yep. even any like real front runners or you know um tail ends to this race but that in itself um i think really yeah. the wall. will laganja strange be on all-star seven after this appearance no she like straight up says so i think this is she said this is her last act on the show um i think she was just like let me look real pretty for this one lip sync do exactly what i know how to do and bounce and i'm proud of her even if the it. fans request it even if the fans really want her back i mean we, we just watched a door back out of this season. <laughs> so I feel like what the fans want isn't exactly what the fans are going to get. That's fair. And if We've got a, I hope she's happy and healthy and wants to do yeah, it. Yeah, that's, that's most important. We've got a Hall of Fame halftime show next week. Who's going to be dropping from the ceiling? SpongeBob SquarePants. <laughs> I'm excited. It seems like it's going to be a fun challenge. I don't know if it's more dance and music challenge, what it is, but... Um, I know there are rumors that they're going to be playing celebrities. So, 
Oh, I we'll would love to see. The like most footballish kind of things I think about them doing are the my absolute like favorite mini challenge in Canada when they sang the national anthem in different voices. <laughs> yeah. And those like super high energy season 11 first challenges like the um gymnastics cheerleading one or like the figure skating kind of one i'm expecting yeah. like that kind of and like i'm expecting like everything into it but yeah. it looks like the main stage dance challenge yeah it seems like it may be closer to like the history of the world yes which i would also love um we're probably gonna if it, they're doing celebrities, we're probably going to see some Janet Nip. We're probably going to see some, mm-hmm. you know, whoever goes first is probably going to be Gaga to the ceiling. Yeah. Um, Beyonce. It'll be fun. I'm, I'm here for it. I ask it every episode. Final question. After three episodes, the winner of the season is? My winner or the winner? <laughs> Either one. Your choice. I want Akira to win. I'm Team Akira. Okay. All right. Um, I love her. Um who is gonna win Raja that's scaring me because I think based on the edit that's where it's leaning and I'm not okay with that because I cannot I I don't understand a world where you're putting Alaska Thunderfuck 5000 in the same category as Raja O'Hara because that does not fit my fantasy um but that's where it's looking right now Kylie is still a contender Ginger is dropping every week so if Ginger needs to step it up quickly or she's out of contention it's it's a fun season because there is no clear cut winner. I agree. Ginger could also just get you know Mother Dearest dragged along. No one wants to send her home and um, rise that kind of fan favorite fanfare fair weather tenderness. Yeah. That was a lot of f's. Um, because and- like of all of this cast, she is probably the most quote unquote high profile. Exactly, but in terms of like if we're talking about like a redemption. Raja O'Hara has yeah. absolutely brought everything to the table this time around, and it's True. working for her. Um, her and Kylie just, yeah, their- I agree. Well, where can we find you on social media and Venmo? Ooh, social media. You can find me on Twitter and if you want Facebook, Instagram um, at Rigatoni, R I G A T zero and I recently changed it. Um, and on Venmo at Queen Rigatoni. Nope, at the same one. R I G A T zero and I. I changed it like a week ago um, from Queen Rigatoni. You're getting used to it. To Rigatoni because a bunch of straight people and corporations could call me Queen and I hated it. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Well, it was so much fun having you on the show and uh, you're welcome back anytime you want. Yeah, this is so much fun. Thank you so much for having me. The biggest thanks to Rigatoni for coming on. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Audible, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, or Stitcher, and leave us a review while you're there. If you have any questions or comments, drop me a line at theaterthenow.com via our question link. Like, listen, love. Until next time, I'm Michael Block, and that was Block Talk. Block Talk.